You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. And uh, I'm going to read out of the NLT. You can follow along. It says, Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Everybody say miracles. Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, look at how he responds. Jesus told them, a prophet is honored. Everybody say honored. Honored. We're going to talk about honor this morning. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do. Not he wouldn't. See, wouldn't would be talking about his will. Like he, he chose not to. No. He couldn't. I guess I'm trying to talk to some people that want to see miracles in their lives. Their marriage, their relationship, their finances, the business world. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, because, well, the Bible says that because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. Father, be with us this morning. I just pray that you reveal Jesus to us. I pray your Holy Spirit would enlighten our hearts to see and understand the principle of honor. And I just prophesy this campus will be the most honoring campus. Come on, in all of Salt Lake City, all of Awakened Church, because of their leadership and because of their revelation of the scriptures in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, how many of you know that in life, you know, we live in like a digital world now. Like, how many of you know that you, you, you need to know a million passwords for everything? Like, like, you need a password for your email. That's cool. Like, back in the day, that's all. Then, okay, Facebook. All right. Like, I can remember that. Then Instagram. Like, you can, you know, I don't know if, for me, I have one password and then I just kind of change it a little, you know, here and there. You know what I'm talking about? When it gets too old, like, I had the same one for like 10 years, Okay. The problem was that all my kids knew, learned the password, so now they could buy everything. So, so I had to change it just a little bit. But, um, and, and then, but then you have your, your I mean, you, apps. How many apps do we have on our phones? And every stinking app needs a password. The, the worst is the banking password. Because if you forget that password, it's like, okay, you can go and forget, forgot my password. But then they send you a code and like a password and it takes forever. And then it, it, it took my, I forgot the password for my business one time and, and uh, I don't know why. But it, it took us forever to try to get back on. It's, it's because, so the problem, the thing with passwords is that as you, as you enter the right password, you, you, you enter this, this, this realm, a, a digital realm, so to speak, where you now have access so talk about banking. You have access to the banking world. You can make transfers. You can send stuff and receive 
transfer in, in this. But without the password, you can't. You get what I'm saying? There's this password. The kingdom of God is the same. The ultimate pass was Jesus Christ. He said, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the password. And we have access to the kingdom. But within the kingdom, as Paul was saying, I hope that you understand, he said, what are the riches of his inheritance? There are things he gave us. God gave us tools in the kingdom of God. One of them is the principle of honor. Honor. We, we read it right here. Because of their dishonor, Jesus couldn't do any miracles. In fact, honor that it's, I feel the Holy Spirit just speaking so loudly right now, and it's been throughout our church, it's, it's, it's so counterculture. Because we live in a culture that rages against the principle of honor. I mean, all we do is just talk negative about people. If you don't like something, what do you do? You go on Instagram and Facebook and, and just begin to, you know, talk really bad about people. It's all it takes. And the meme phenomenon. There's a meme for everything. Some are pretty funny. You know, I agree. And, and, and they, they reveal the state of life. But some of, them, some of them are full of the spirit of dishonor. Listen, I don't, I don't want to. Um, one of my greatest fears is to get to heaven. And for God to, to, to begin to play the movie of my life and show me, hey, Marco, this is what I had for you. But because there was dishonor in your heart, I could have done this. I could have moved in your marriage, in your finances. I had so much more for you. I had miracles left and right. But because I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't want to restrain Jesus and the Holy Spirit any in my life. I want, I want to have a heart full of honor towards God and, and for Jesus to actually be attracted to me and drawn to me. And look at that guy. Man, he understands. He gets it. See, that's what I see for, for you guys. I see such a spirit of honor at the root of this campus. And because of that, miracles flowing left and right in the marketplace. Come on, in your own life, with your children, friends coming to know the Lord. And the kingdom of God just growing out of this, come on somebody, this campus. Because spirit of honor. Spirit of honor. Spirit of honor. It's the awakened way. It's how we do things. It's our culture. Let me give you the, uh, the definition of honor real quick. And then we're going to jump right into it out of the Greek. So the Greek word for honor is timi. It means time. And, and the simplistic and literal definition of time or honor is valuing. A valuing. is a, a, You value someone when you honor someone. A Greek person, when it comes to the word time, the Greek person will think of something valuable, precious, weighty, such as gold. Other definitions of honor are appreciation, esteem, favorable, regard, respect. Let me give you the opposite. Dishonor is atemia or atemia. And it means to not show respect or value. To treat as common, ordinary. A stronger form of dishonor is to be treated shamefully and even humiliated. Here's the thing, though. Honor is given in word, in action, but also in thought. What are we thinking about? What are we thinking about God? What are we thinking about people? 
What are we thinking about our spouses? What are we thinking about our children? How do we think about our pastors? How, what do we think about our team leads? What do we think about our boss? What do we think about those around us? See, see, as I begin to honor and, and have a heart full of honor towards God and towards others, I, I begin to release an atmosphere of miracles around my life. And it actually attracts Jesus, attracts the attention of God. And there's a flow. See, you have access now to a transfer from heaven. How many of you know when the windows of heaven open over your life in every area? Because, but see, see, because as we have a heart full of honor, we position ourselves in that flow. Mark chapter 6 is a very interesting story. And, and, and I love how... how it just explains, illustrates the, the, the nature of humanity. Listen to this. So, so, you know, he's doing performing miracles and speaking with such authority. And then the, the people around him are watching. And as they watch, they have this moment called, a, it's like a, like a triggering moment. It's like, like they have an option. So they see something amazing. And the Bible says that they were amazed, but, but then they scoffed. So whenever you encounter something incredible, something that God is doing, something, we're going to be tempted to get offended. And we have two routes. We see it with vision. For example, Jesus performing miracles and doing such, and, and speaking with such authority. And they could have responded in such a way that said, wow, I may not understand it, but I know God is in it. And I need to get closer to it because I need to learn. I need to learn and come under this flow because I, th there is something about this. But instead, they chose to become victims of their own circumstance. And you know what happens in humanity when we see someone that, is, that impresses us or someone that, is, that has some sort of authority or, or something good going on in their lives. We begin to justify our own insecurities. Oh, it's because of da-da-da-da-da. Oh, it's just, no. Oh, it's, it, listen to what happens though when we encounter those, have those types of moments. We, we, if we choose to become a victim, we limit ourselves. And we get ourselves out of the flow Can we get real this morning? So, so, so you have an option. Either I see whatever's happening with vision. God, bring me closer to this. God, I may not understand it, but I, and, and, or you restrain yourself. And say, no, that's not, that's not. Honor. He, he, he couldn't. Do any miracles. He kept himself from it. You know, in uh, and it's amazing because we can we can apply this in every area of our lives. In uh, when you understand the principle of honor. We have a staff meeting uh, in our business once a month. And most of them, 90% of them are not Christian. So I'm the closest they'll ever, you know, get to a church right now. Or to hearing from God. So every time I go, I just try to speak life to them. It's my way of honoring them. 
I speak life and I think highly of them. See, if I think less of them, I'm limiting them. But I think highly of them because I want them to produce. I don't complain about them. I speak highly of them. I see areas of opportunity and I just begin to declare. And every time, watch this. My mom, my mom launched a business 30 years ago with a $2,000 loan in Mexico. And that's, she was the primary breadwinner in our home. And, uh, and then we launched her business eight years ago, and we acquired her company. But every time we have a staff meeting, I understand the principle of honor. So I honor my mom. I said, guys, we're here. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. Because we took over. It blew up by the grace of God. God just quadrupled our company. And, but I understand the principle of honor. I say, we're standing here on the shoulders of giants. It's because of the sacrifice of my mom 30 years ago. And we have, we have employees that have been there for 30 years. And I begin to honor them. I said, look at her. She was here when I was five years old. I was, and she was here working so hard. Give it up for Jose. And give it up for Martha. She's worked so hard. Now you begin to honor. You create, you release an atmosphere of miracles. And you begin to see things popping left and right. And you ask yourself, why is it? That things just happen for me and the grace of God and open doors and I get promotions and I get, and I get opportunities here and there. It's because the principle of honor. Of honor. See, my, my, for you, this, this might be completely new. Like, you, you know, I kind of get it. I kind of not. But it's okay. It's all right. It's, I mean, it's not like you're born just like, oh, you know, I, I've had kids too. Like, they don't, you know, they're not born like, oh, I'm such an honoring person, dad. You're the best. My God. You know, like, I'm so thankful, dear mom and dad, to be here in your house. Thank you for feeding me every day. And the room and the sacrifice that you make. My God. They're not born like that. See, my daughter, she just learned how to eat salad. Like, she hated her salad. So, daddy, I hate salad. I don't like lettuce. Oh, honey, it's okay. You, you know, you need to eat your lettuce. You're not leaving your seat, the table, until you finish your lettuce. Oh, we're not going to leave. And she, she learned to eat her salad. You may not know how to honor, but you can learn to honor. You come under the flow of heaven and come under the culture of awakened church and who we are. Listen, why do you think that while in the, in the church world, so many things, bad things were happening, but awakened church, come on somebody, opened up and we began to grow in campuses and we're buying more campuses and we're growing the kingdom of God because we understand the principle of honor. Listen to this. I want to, can we get a little theological for a sec? honor our pastors I honor the time come on somebody so listen to this um, Isaiah 29 13 says these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips but have removed their hearts far from me see honor is a matter of the heart it's a matter of the heart it's how we keep a pure heart and listen it doesn't mean that you're not gonna get offended and you're not gonna have negative thoughts Listen to what happened in Mark chapter 6. They were offended. 
here's the thing. We're all, Jesus said, it's impossible that offenses not come. Especially in a church. Come on. If I was the devil, what would I do? I'd get everyone offended. You know, I, if I want to take honor out of a church and the miracles, the flow of miracles out of a community, I'll just get everyone offended. Do you see how she, she looked at you? Oh, he didn't say hi to you. Oh, my gosh. You didn't get invited to the party. What? Oh, and, and this happened? Oh, my gosh. So every time, listen, this is what happens. Watch this. This is so incredible. They had an opportunity in Mark chapter 6 to experience the flow of heaven, to experience the presence of Jesus in manifest incarnation right there and experience a crazy flow people getting healed and whatnot right but because they got they chose to get offended every time you get offended it might be an indicator that something crazy is about to happen in your life so don't get taken out stay planted Listen, what do you do? You, you, if you get offended, it's normal. I get offended all the time. I got offended at my wife yesterday. But I know what the Bible says, husbands, honor your wives. As a weaker vessel, that your prayers may not be hindered. Who wants a prayer, your prayers hindered? I said, baby, will you forgive me? I was acting like a jerk. And you humble yourself. That's how you keep a pure heart, a heart full of honor. Oh, Pastor Matt didn't say hi to me today. My gosh. Oh, gosh, he's new. He's new and he just doesn't know my name. You know, it's crazy. Nobody knows this. It's just you and God. It's in your heart. It's in our hearts. Come on, can we get real this morning? I, I'm just trying. I, it's so crazy. God, I know God sent me here. We were coming to church whether I was speaking or not. We had already booked it. We were here for the week. But I know God is wanting to release and continue to release an atmosphere of miracles wherever you go. Because it's how we provide a testimony for God. It's because you're out there and things happen and you're different like Pastor Matt was saying. And you're different and, and you're pumped, pumped on life and people are afraid. And, 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 but, but you're like, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. God is with me. And why? It's because your testimony and, and you bring honor to God. It's because of Jesus. See, that's why God wants to release an atmosphere of miracles in our life. Come on, can I hear an amen? amen. So I want to give you the flow of honor real quick because I'm believing. This is how the Holy Spirit works. As you hear this word and as we plant the seed of the word of God, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you. When you're at home and you're tempted to dishonor, listen, you, all you have to do is turn the TV on or go on Instagram and dishonor is everywhere. But we don't live under the culture of this world. We live under the culture of the kingdom of God. Just because you, we have all kinds of backgrounds. Listen, I grew up in Mexico until I was 16. We have people from everywhere, okay? I keep hearing like Salt Lake. There's people from everywhere coming to Salt Lake City. There's different cultures, different backgrounds. It, it, it doesn't matter. We're under one culture, the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. We're people of honor. We're people that release miracles in our lives. We walk like Jesus. We honor Jesus. We honor God. We honor our pastors. We honor our connect group leaders. We honor our team leads. Come on, we give them our value. We honor our spouses. We honor our children. I'm a person of honor wherever I go. And when I get tempted to get offended, I know way too much. There's too much at stake. 
There's too much at stake for me to get offended and lose everything that God has for my life. See, God has a purpose for you. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? The flow of honor. Number one, God honors those who honor Him. 1 Samuel 2.30 says out of the NLT, Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priest. But I will honor. This is God speaking. I will honor. I will give value. My light will shine on those who honor me. And I'll despise those who think lightly of me. You know, this principle is highlighted in Mark chapter 14, verses 6 through 9, when, when the woman brings, brings the alabaster flask of oil and she pours it on Jesus' feet. And then the spirit of dishonor at work. Listen, you, now you're going to see it now. It's by revelation. As you're at work and there's a cafeteria or the gossip huddle or whatever's happening, and, and you decide to step aside, say, hey, guys, let's not talk like that about our boss. Let's thank him. Let's do so much for us. And you step away. You're going to see it everywhere. So the spirit of dishonor at work in, in, in Mark chapter uh, 14 and says, wait, why is she doing that? Why is she bringing such, wasting the oil, the perfume on the feet of Jesus and his hair? Why is, we could have used that money and used it for the poor. But what does the Bible says? God will honor those who honor him. And Jesus said, why do you say that? The poor you have with you always. But because of what she's done, wherever this gospel is preached, this will be talked about. And now we honor the woman because she honored God. Those who honor God will be honored. John 13, 20. He who receives me, this is Jesus speaking, receives him who sent me. The context of this is honor. So we could easily say, he who honors me, Jesus could have said, these who honors me will honor him who sent me. And those who honor God will be honored. Let me talk about the flow of honor real quick. So Luke chapter 35, 13, I mean. Here's the next. First, we honor God. Second, we honor those God sends, our pastors. We honor our leaders. There's a flow of spiritual authority. I know we don't like to talk about this. Some people hate, oh, hierarchies. I hate hierarchies. That's why I hate religion. Well, if you hate religion, that's one thing. But it's another thing to understand how the kingdom of God works. Listen, I'm a man under authority. I'm a man of, I, I, I can't allow, I understand what's at stake. I can't allow myself, Pastor Mike, my pastor, Mike and Katie Yeager from Eastlake Campus. You know, I love them. I honor them. I honor them right now from Salt Lake City and Eastlake. They're working so hard. They're, they, they, they're running a business, launching a business, still sacrificing. He might be younger than me. Is he younger? A year younger or something? I don't know. But I, I understand how the kingdom of God works. It was uh, during COVID last year, and I, I got a little afraid. A bunch of people were getting sick, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to church. But I'm a leader. We lead Pathfinders. And there's a calling on my life. So Mike calls me. Hey, bro. How you doing? I said, dude, man, I'm good. How, how are you? He's like, hey, come on, man. What are you doing? He's like, like, don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not. Let me pray about it. There's nothing wrong with that because if you go to God, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. So God, is he right? He is, son. Okay. Mike, I'm back at church this Sunday. I understand the principle of honor. Honor those who God sends. Listen to this. Luke 13, 35, I tell you, you will not see me again until, this is Jesus speaking, okay? I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, you will not see me again. You will not see Jesus again until you recognize those I've sent you. By declaring, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Listen to this. In other words, you will not perceive or see me again until you honor those I send in my name. Every time I see Pastor Yuri, you can ask him. I say, thank you for coming to San Diego. My life has been enriched in such a way by this church. Thank you. The greatest test of honor, though, is how you talk about people when no one's watching behind closed doors. That is the real test. Listen, I, I, right now, I rebuke a critical spirit right now in the name of Jesus to leave right now in Jesus' name. And I release a spirit of honor. Come on. Over Salt Lake City. Spirit of honor. Spirit of honor. You watch what's about to happen in this campus. Spirit of honor in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. John 13, 20. So most assuredly I say to you, he who receives. I'm going to change the word receive for honor so we understand. It's the same context. Most assuredly I say to you, he who honors whomever I send honors me. And he who honors me receives or honors him who sent me. We honor God. We honor those who God sent. We honor everyone. Listen to this, Matthew 10, 40 through 42. And I paraphrased it. We're going to read it together, okay? Matthew 10. And I changed the word. We changed the word. This is a great teaching by John Bevere. Great book. Honors reward. And we're going to change the word receive for honor. So let's go to, do you have the whole passage, 40 through 42? If not, we can go verse by verse. Okay, cool. So let's read it together. Ready? He who honors you honors me. This is Jesus speaking to the people. And he who honors me honors him who sent me. Let's keep going. He who honors a prophet. Now a prophet, real quick, a prophet, back in the day, that's how they referred to people in spiritual authority. A prophet. It was a man or a woman sent by God. Now, today we have pastors. We have some, you know, we just had the conference, the rise of the prophets. Michael Maiden, just a prophet. Rex Crane. But we also have connect group leaders. There's spiritual authority. We have team leaders. Spiritual authority. Listen to this. He who honors a person in spiritual authority in the name of a person in spiritual authority shall receive a prophet's reward. There is a reward for those who live in honor. 
And he who honors a righteous man in the name of a righteous man should receive a righteous man's reward. Now we're talking about our peers, our co-workers, my spouse, those around me. Do I give them time? Do I give them value? I was over, over after Pathfinders, a Pathfinder night, and, and I'm, I'm standing there. And uh, here comes this guy who, who, an amazing guy from our campus, he just starts talking to me. And the story keeps going on and on and on and on. But I heard the Holy Spirit honor him. Give him your time. Give him your value. There is a reward, I'm telling you. Keep reading. And whoever honors one of these little ones, little ones, those underneath you, if you're in a position of leadership, if you're a business owner, your staff, your children, whoever honors the, one of these little ones with only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, as surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. I'm trying to talk to some people that are tired of the status quo and want God to come over their lives and open the windows of heaven. Come on somebody. As we begin to operate in the principle of honor, you see things popping left and right. Promotions. I prophesy a blessing of prosperity over you as you begin to operate. Come on somebody. The principle of honor. We'll end with this. Can we get practical for a second? What does honor look like? How do we honor God? Let me give you a few thoughts. Trust in Him. Obey Him. Follow Him. Read the Scriptures. Build your life around Him. Yield to Him. Surrender everything to Him. Tithe. 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 Sorry, I don't know what happened. I just like... There's no way around it. Bring Him your best. It's how you get planted. Either you go to Awakened Church or you plant it in Awakened Church. This revelation from my wife. I won't, I won't steal her thunder. But she, she, spoke, she shared the tithe so beautifully at conference. Either you go to Awakened Church or you're planted in Awakened Church. And those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Just know that when you honor God, life gets really exciting and adventurous. I didn't say easy. But you know you have God on your side. You have God on your God. Listen, I ran for office a few months ago. I ran for state assembly in California. In the land of, um, I canceled communist California, by the way. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. We're going to take it back. But I ran for office. And you know what? It was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, I was, we were going up against just, you could sense the spiritual warfare. But in the midst of it all, I knew God was with me. I just knew, I knew it. God didn't promise me an easy life. But I knew he was with me. The favor of God was on us. So I, was, I got to be on, on Fox News and national television. They asked me about the Biden border crisis and all of that. Right before I'm about to pass out, 
the interview, I'm in the studio, the lights are so bright, I'm like so nervous because, because the kingdom of God operates through speaking and through a message, through a word. So I knew it was about to, there was, there was an audience of about a million people. I knew it was, it was different. I'm about to pass out. I said, God, you gotta be with me. I pulled every trick. You know, you watch American Idol before, how they pass out as they walk on the stage. I'm like, God, don't let me be that guy. Right now, on national television with John Roberts. But God was with me. As you begin to operate in the principle of honor, you know, God is with you. He's around you. He's with you. God, we got this. Where are we going now? We're going to Salt Lake City, all right? greatest form of worship and honor is obeying God. Honor your spouse. First Peter, he said, husbands, honor your wives. Listen to them. Don't roll your eyes at them. Be gentle. Give them value. Speak life over them. Speak highly of them to others learn how they need to be honored. My wife needs quality time. It's how she's honored, how she's loved. I'm not a quality time person. Like, I'm like, baby, I just, like, my love language is just seeing you. That's how I get filled. I'm good. Like, I saw you. I'm good. She's like, uh-uh. I said, okay. So she'll schedule trips here and there so we can just undivided attention and let's go. It's how you honor your wife. Wives, honor your husbands. Respect them. Be thankful for their hard work. If you see areas of growth, pray for them. Don't see them with critical eyes. Rather see them the way God sees them. Encourage them. Believe in them. Get in their world. And I tell you, one of the greatest gifts in my life from God has been my wife. She has been the sail, the wind behind my sail. She's always believed in me. Always believed in me always down for the adventure we're gonna launch a business let's go we were broke let's go let's keep believing wives believe in your husbands one of the best things you can do almost done pastor number three honor your kids speak life over them give them your time see their potential not their faults parent their opportunities for growth with love be strong with them don't let them off the hook. Oh, you don't like salad, honey? Okay, don't eat it. Here are the french fries. Sorry, was that too strong? Be strong with them. But also shower them with your affection. Give them the best you can. Set them up for success. If you feel like you need help, ask around. Say, hey, how do you, how do you deal with this? You know, we have, a, we have a small group, and we always are bouncing ideas off of each other. And here's the thing. If you feel like you've blown it, which all of us have, there's grace, mercy, and forgiveness with God. All you have to do, you come to the altar. You say, God, forgive me. You get prayer. Guess what happens? The beauty of our God. Almost done. Honor your pastors, connect group leaders, team leaders. Be thankful for them. Say thank you to them. Follow their spiritual guidance. Be gracious towards them. 
If they don't say hi to you one time, don't think they don't like you. They probably didn't see you. Instead, pray for them. If they challenge you, receive it with love and grace. And go to God. Trust them. Go to DNA course. Join a connect group. Join a team. Jump into the vision of the church. When the pastors get up here and speak vision, jump on board. Say, yes, we can. Remember Joshua and Caleb? They were well able. They said, we're well able to take the land. Don't be like the other 10 spies that began to complain and whine and, and, and they lost their opportunities and they lost the promise. But Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can. There is a flow from God, from the prophet to us. And finally, honor your boss. Don't partake in the gospel. We talked about that. Thank them. Be different. Business owner, honor your staff. Don't complain about them. Think highly of them, I'm telling you. It's so powerful. What you think about him. What you think about him. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. There's something powerful about our thoughts. Think highly of him. Speak highly of him. To honor someone is to see the potential in him. If we can all stand, I'm just going to close. Can we have the ministry time come up? ministry team, I'm sorry. And I just want to be really bold. If you're here this morning and you feel like God spoke to you and there's an area where God wants you to repent. Listen, this is not the confessioner. You don't have to come and confess your faults, okay? But you do know you want someone to agree with you in prayer. I want you to come to the front. If you feel like God challenged you this morning in one or two areas, I want you to come to the front. The worship team is going to play. And I'm telling you, there's something powerful that happens when we yield to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for you, God. I just pray that you would restore honor right now in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Restore honor. That we may live in an atmosphere of miracles in our lives. Thank you for Salt Lake City. God, thank you for Pastors Matt and Loren. Thank you for the team. God, thank you for your special hand of blessing and favor over this campus. Thank you for what's about to happen, God. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.